Hello and welcome to Postgres FM, a weekly show about all things PostgreSQL. I am Michael, founder of PG Mustard. This is Nikolai, founder of Postgres AI. Hey Nikolai, what are we talking about today? Hello, hello. Let's talk about query optimization. I think this is maybe the most interesting topic in the, in the area of Postgres in general, but I found not everyone is interested in it. But let's talk about it anyway. Yeah, it's also, I guess, a topic quite close to both of our hearts. We've right. spent many years looking at this, so hopefully we have some interesting things to add. But let, let's make some boundaries. Let's distinguish analysis of workload as a whole and uh, try, uh, attempts to find the, like, the worst part, uh, best candidates uh, for optimization versus single query optimization. Let's talk about this, the, the second topic, subtopic. Yes. I've heard you differentiate between macro performance analysis and micro right. performance analysis in the past. So macro being system level and with... So I guess we're not talking about that today and we're going right. to look more at micro. Once you've worked out there is a problematic query, you know which one it is, how do you go from that to what can I do about it? Right, how, how to understand uh, is it good or bad in terms of execution and how to read the query plan, the comment explain, which is the main tool here, right? Let's talk about this. Is there any other, is there anything else before we dive into explain are there any other parts of it that we we might need to cover as well? Well, there are things that explain doesn't cover. For example, it, it won't show, it won't, it won't tell you. Uh, for example, CPU utilization, user CPU, system CPU. It won't tell you physical disk I/O, how many operations uh, at disk level, because Postgres doesn't see them directly. Because Postgres works only with file system cache. So uh, I/O operations, uh, reads and his Postgres tell, tells you they are n not necessarily from disk; they are from page cache. So this can you get additionally not using explain. It would be good to have these things yeah. inside explain somehow, like pgstat cache extends pgstat statements. So it, would be, it would be good to have something that would extend explain, but I don't. I'm not aware of such thing to exist. And no. Yeah. Nor me, I'm not aware either, but I think we get clues about them in Explain, don't we? We see some timing that can't be explained other, otherwise. By, or, by your timing, yeah. I mean. Or, yeah. Sorry, no, I, I mean, let's say you mentioned CPU performance. If we have an operation that's not doing much I.O., but it is taking a long long time, that's a clue that there might be something else going on. Right, right, right. So. In, in general, if we run even one query, theoretically, it might be, it might be sense to use things like perf and C flame graph for one query execution, uh, and it would augment uh, the information that you can extract from explain analyze buffers. But let's just discuss the basics, maybe if, where to start. Sounds good. And something so possibly even explain versus explain analyze is a good place to start by explain we get the the query plan that often normally returns really quickly roughly in the the planning time of the query and then explain analyze we get the actual well it, it runs the query and returns performance data so we we can see how much time was spent and if we ask for buffers how much io was done and all sorts of other things as well but it allows us to compare things like how much so the explain might tell us uh, how many rows were being expected to be returned at each stage and explain analyze we can get the actual number of rows returned at each stage and comparing the two can be really useful right right and yeah absolutely and uh, also we discussed it some time ago that explain shows only one plan 
Sometimes you want to yeah. see multiple plans, like a second best candidate and so on. Otherwise, like you should do some tricks to try to guess what planner had on, on the plate when choosing. That's a really good point and maybe even a good place to start in terms of using explain. So the first thing you'll probably notice when you're looking at explain for the first time is a lot of cost numbers. These are an, an arbitrary unit that give you an idea of how expensive. So it's a kind of an estimate of, well, as the, as the cost numbers go up, Postgres thinks it will take longer to execute. Um, but they're not in, they're not an estimate of milliseconds or they're not in any real unit. But you can you can then use a couple of different like is it in, enable sex scat? There's like some there's some parameters you can use to affect those costs. So you could maybe try and get the second best plan by making the current plan very expensive. So if your query is currently doing the sequential scan and you want to see if it could use an index and it's just choosing not to, you can disable sex scans. Well, it doesn't actually disable sex scans it just makes them incredibly expensive right. and you That's can some get penalty right exactly so you might still see that in the cost it's very this trick is very helpful when two plans are very close to each other in terms of cost overall cost and if you disable sex scan and see or disable index scan and see different uh, plan and see the cost is very close it gives you idea that we are on the edge right or it, we either crossed it recently because data is changing or we are about to cross it and, and it's quite kind of dangerous. But first of all, I would like to mention that the plans, the plan, a plan is a tree, right? Cycles are not possible, which is important because it could be possible actually. But well, no. <laughs> I mean, I think in the simplest cases, yes, but with CTEs, you get some, like you can get some, strange uh, things can refer to the same ct more oh, yeah, than once yeah, yeah. for example yeah. but yeah in the simplest but, cases but, it's but when it's already executed that's still like a tree right oh interesting by the way yes i anyway it's it's uh, like very rough it's it's, it's a tree and it's it, yeah. when it pr it's printed it's a tree but right, loops are possible inside, of course, right? And important thing to understand that regular metrics are as cost, rows, timing, they are shown for one iteration inside a loop. But buffers, uh, they, it's a sum of everything. And it's, it can be confusing sometimes, right? Yeah, well, let's go back to the tree. I think that's really mm -hmm. important. And a few, a few things that aren't obvious when you're first looking at them is that logically it's happening almost backwards so the first node that you see on the tree is the last one to be executed whereas right it goes from leaves to root exactly <laughs> so kind of outside in like kind of right to left a little bit and there's also some really important statistics especially when you use explain analyze some really important statistics right at the bottom so some summary metrics like execution time, planning time. Oh, they're printed separately from this tree, right, right, right. And like trigger time, just-in-time compilation. Each of these things can be dominant sometimes. They can be like where all of the time's going. And if you have like a really long tree, the general recommendation is start kind of right to left. But I also say check that bottom section because it could be, you might not have to look through the entire tree if you find out that your right. query is spending 90% and the thing, additional point here is that planning time can be sometimes very, very big. I, I had cases when inspection of the path of merge join led to huge scan. 
and during the planning time. And uh, disabling merge scan helped, but it was not so obvious at all in the beginning because if you don't notice that planning time is seconds, so insane, insanely huge, it's a surprise to you, for you. So checking planning time also useful. Yeah, same for time spent in triggers and time spent just-in-time right, compilation right, right. as well. For anal some analytical queries, you might consider it a relatively simple query or quite it should be quite fast. But if the costs are overestimated a lot, sometimes the just-in-time compilation kicks in, spends several seconds thinking it's saving you time, but then that's overall, you know, the, the overall query is only a few milliseconds. That's suboptimal. Right. And also since Fosgus 13, planning time also, like it's, if you include buffers option, it will show you buffers used for planning as well, right? Yes, and actually one other thing on planning time before we move on from that is that auto-explain doesn't include planning time. So there mm -hmm. you can't spot planning time issues in auto-explain other than, I think we discussed this once. Yeah, you can, if you... I think we discussed it years ago or ages ago because it was a, it's probably the only use case for logging the query time plus the auto explain time and then you could diff the two and it's probably planning time that's the difference but yeah it's it's a limitation not as you say not super common that planning time's the dominant issue but when it is it can be 90 plus percent easily right it's it can be unexpected this is a, the danger of it right yeah right 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 so right what to left in kind of inside out start at the bottom check the main statistics you mentioned briefly that some of the statistics are per per loop. So loops are quite, I think they're quite a confusing topic when you're first getting used to it. And mm -hmm. uh, especially if there's, you know, 10,000 loops, you could easily miss that one of the statistics is, looks quite small, but once you times it by 10,000, it can be really big. So things, examples are, of course, the costs and the timing, but also things like rows removed by filter. Sometimes people look out for those numbers. If it, if it says one, that's a, per loop average and actually 10,000 of those is su suddenly not insignificant right and those averages can be rough it's also like yes there's a, there's a mistake that can be present present there well especially around zero and one like it, because right, right, some of the numbers exactly. are integers yeah ex so anybody that's, that's wondering if exactly it's rounded to the nearest integer and if it's less than 0.5 and gets rounded to zero it doesn't necessarily mean that there are zero which can be problematic also you know what we discuss things that probably there are many talks and many articles that are useful i think this podcast is not going to replace yeah. uh, them we are trying to highlight problems which can be tricky for in the beginning right and one of the things um, i think uh, we should mention tools as well right so first of all explain depeche.com is the oldest one and still very very popular maybe still the most popular then explain dalibo.com which is pev2 yep. greatly improved very, very good and of course pg mustard which is commercial uh, which you, you you develop right worth checking all of them they are good pros and cost for all of them but what I think is important to understand is some meta. When you talk about query analysis of single query analysis, 
we should say, okay, this is our plan. Better if it was with execution and the, ex the like the best if it's the execution collected with buffers. And we will discuss, by the way, overhead a little bit later, right? Yeah. But when you ask someone to help with optimization, of course, the first question will be show me the, the query itself, right? Sometimes show me two plans also if, we, if there was some change and we want to understand why this change influenced the plan. So we have two plans, but we need to have a query like must have, we should have. But additionally, I think very important to get a Postgres uh, planner settings for, like enable sex scan or random patch cost, sec patch cost, all, all costs. WorkMem as well, even though WorkMem is not inside planner. Postgres settings are grouped by in groups. If you can select star from PG settings and see group names. And there is a whole group named planner, planner settings. And WorkMem is not there, but WorkMem influences planner decisions. If you change WorkMem, plan can be different, right? So right now my rule is like let's take planner settings plus work mem maybe something else i'm I like i'm interested to see if something else should be there as well so when we ask someone to help we need to present a plan or two query planner settings and i also believe that schema is important to present like what kind of schema we had table indexes and probably statistics as well this is like whole picture to analyze what we had Imagine if the, all these tools collected the, these things automatically, for example, how great it would be to jump into, like, I want to help someone with optimization. And I see whole picture. I see query, plan, settings, the schema, or not whole schema, only part of it which is involved in, like, which is this query deals with. And also statistics, maybe. Statistics is kind of tricky, but this is what basis for planner decisions this is what defines what plan will oh, of course postgres version as well because the different version uh, plan can be different different nodes in the plan can can be present depending on version so what do you think about this like big whole picture i understand that none of tools collect this information and none of none of tools require users to present this information but it would be great to, to to store it in history for example yeah there are some really interesting tools that do some some of that but not all of it so there's hmm. a a tool started as a mysql tool but they've they've added postgres support called ever sql that that asks for things like the query and the schema and things like that and then does some static analysis which is super interesting there's tools like pg analyze that's a monitoring tool and it's starting to do some uh, well it's been for for at least a couple of years now doing more ad hoc performance like query analysis via explained visualizations and has access to a lot of those a lot of that information already by the nature of being a monitoring tool but i think there's also this natural trade-off between this macro analysis like uh, this the all of the information you can gather and the overhead of doing so versus the amount of information you're willing to gather to do a like once you know a certain query is a problem you, you're willing to pay a, a higher overhead because you only you only need to gather that once whereas if you want to do this all the time for every query i think there's a slightly higher overhead so i think there's there's some tension we there's could some do some hashing for example to track that like statistics didn't change and parameters postgres parameters didn't change we could just check it automatically with hash yeah i think there's some super cool things here but there's also there's a there's a couple of different 
um, environments, right? So in production, like the one one key thing is that let's say statistics is a great example. Production is not the same as staging. Like we could we can make all of the data the same. We can it depends. <laughs> so yeah, production might not be the same as staging, right. and therefore like a statistics problem may not show up. And if you're let's say you're doing some development work, it's it's really tricky to to reproduce all of those things so uh, and and i think i'd also push back that some of those some of the most obvious things that can be a problem it like most like maybe even schema doesn't matter maybe even query doesn't matter if if you see that somebody's doing a sequential scan of 10 million rows maybe probably it's parallel and they've returned they're doing a filter and it returns just one of those rows Without the query, we can tell en- that an index suggest index, right? Exactly. So there's a bunch of cases where you can give a you can give some pretty sensible advice without any of that extra information. But definitely, as it gets more complex, I think more of those things can be more useful. But even even in the index case, you know, you still need I think you still need context from the customer in terms of trade offs. You know, if they've if this is a super high right table you might be less inclined to to add an index than if it's not or if the customer has certain requirements there's always going to be a there's always an it depends right there's always i think whenever you're giving this kind of advice you have to be careful that for different customers different things would be sensible i guess except for except for extreme well i understand that what i just described a collection of all these pieces require requires a lot of efforts, so that's why it should be automated. But imagine if everything was collected automatically inside some tool, used in an organization, and stored historically, you understand, okay, we optimize this query, and uh, we try to optimize this query. And we know the whole context, when we ask for help, we have all pieces. And if expert comes to help us, all pieces are present, it's, it, it would be much easier to help, right? Yeah, so. and I think there are some some interesting projects in this area i think you, have you come across the one by pacona they they're doing a kind of a replacement to PG well it's about macro, macro analysis as well uh, pg monitor right pg stat monitor yes but i think they do replacement things of like PGstat plan PGstat statements or no yes but with additions like i think they let you track query plans per mm-hmm. query so like i think you could for example, see if a plan has changed. So it's that that kind of thing with relatively low overhead. I think you start to get a bit more of that information. So when an expert comes along, hopefully this is something already installed and already present. This is old, big discussion. Uh, there is a current ongoing discussion in PG Hackers about uh, PGSQL Hackers uh, uh, mailing list. Someone from AWS proposed uh, adding plan ID to PGSA statements triggering discussion one more time and this is this would be great of course uh, we know that each query registered in PGSA statements can may, might have multiple plans depending on parameters used so when you optimize a query very important thing i, I missed it my in my list parameters you used right because different parameters may trigger the planner to choose different plan Right, so so it's very very important. When we optimize a query, we cannot say we optimize a query. We we, we must say we optimize a query for some parameters, and we need to think about variations 
that we should expect on on production and check them too not just a single case right so this and this is tricky by the way yeah so if anybody's wondering this is like the simplest example of this is let's say you have a column where 99% of the data is a single value and then what the the other 1% is millions of like unique values if you search for one of the unique values you might get an index scan if you search for the value that 99% of the table is then you should get a sequential scan that'd be the, the optimal plan so that's the simplest right. example this is a classic there. example and even yeah. enable set enable six scan to off might not help to avoid six scan in some cases and i also I, I had a couple of times in my optimization activities, I had the case when somebody provided my, me a query without parameters and I've checked the table. I saw, okay, what's the worst case? And I started to optimize for the worst case and made bad decisions because this worst case was, was never used in production at all. So it's yeah. very, very interesting topic. I definitely want to find some approach when we don't know which parameters we have, but we guess somehow. For example, if some additional tool would, analyzing statistics, this tool would say, oh, this set of parameters, this and this, like this is most typical case, this is like some kind of worst case, and try to optimize for them. This would be great. So, so yes, I agree. And I think there are some, I think, for example, auto explains very old tool but one thing it does really well is it spits out the exact query that caused that slow plan and that's one way of getting at least the extreme versions of the parameters that or just slow log if you have log mean duration statement above 500 100 milliseconds which is good or at least a second or two which is not so good but also fine uh, you have examples of parameters which trigger slow execution but you don't see good parameter sets which are not registered in the slow log when i say slow log i mean a part of single postgres log because postgres has just one log it's a different different discussion maybe and if log mean duration statement enabled you see the the examples with duration but auto explain it's even better with the plan itself good, yeah. good. is this a good time to right. talk about overhead yeah, let's talk about overhead. Uh, so when you run explain analyze versus you run query without any observability tooling, which explain, explain analyze is, is observability tooling. It, it, it adds a lot of details about query execution and planner decision, right? But you can just run the query and see some timing, but then run explain analyze and see different timing, right? You had a blog post on this topic, but about auto-explain. Auto-explain is also like a related question here. Yeah, Ongress had a really good blog post on the observer effect. So I th think there's two, there's two cases that not only can explain analyze tell you that it, that it can be very accurate. So it can be that it's roughly the same amount of time as the, as running the query through your client. It can be too high where it's adding overhead and it can be too low for the case where lots of data is being transmitted. It doesn't transmit that data. So it can even be faster than a query that would return the data. So there's kind of uh, three three cases, two cases that are bad. They're quite rare in my experience and they don't, especially on modern hardware, they don't show up that often. And also they're not that problematic when you're actually looking for the problem. If there's a relatively universal overhead added and you're still looking for what's the slowest part, it's still probably the same place. 
But yeah, let's explain why it happens. Uh, it's doing in order to measure timing. There is some overhead. And I would split it to three parts. Okay. So, sorry for interrupting. I would split it to three parts. First, when we say explain, we just see the planner decision. We don't execute, execute query, query. Nothing to discuss in terms of overhead here, right? Well, there's uh, the cost of planner planning work, but but it's not overhead. It's it's anyway we need it. But when we add analyze, there is overhead. Uh, like we really execute the query, but we need to measure things uh, and see how many rows in each node were collected, everything like that, and timing as well. But they also can say buffers, this, this is additional overhead. And we also can say track IO timing, which is a Postgres setting. You can set it dynamically, I guess, right? And you can see IO timing additionally printed in, in, by explain, by explain analyze here, right? And these like three pieces of overhead, right? What do you think about each of them? Yes, well, as you mentioned, I did do a blog post on this because I, I saw quite a few mm -hmm. places where people would really warn against auto-explain with timing on. There was really, there's a really strong warning against it in the document, in the Postgres docs. There's multiple monitoring tools that tell you if you have auto-explain on, make sure you have timing off. Uh, At the same time, I, I observe very heavily loaded systems serving a lot of thousand like hundred hundred thousand transactions I, uh, very loaded systems where it's enabled same i was i was coming across customers yeah. that had it on doesn't it depend on the hardware on, on the cpu we have yes so i did there's like a there's a tool in postgres that lets you check right uh, i've forgotten what it's called is it pg test timing it's ah oh. something like that it's yeah. in binary directory uh, standard uh, package of Postgres, yeah. right? I'll find it and link to it. But yeah, basically my understanding is if you have pretty fast system system clock lookups, it the overhead can be hard to measure. But if you have slower system clock, then it can be extremely easy to measure. And I, that's the, the Ongress blog post, I think, is deliberately picking a system that has a slow uh, system clock in order to show that it can add hundreds of percent of overhead. But when I was looking at it mm -hmm. on a when I was looking at it on an OLTP workload, very very simple PG Bench OLTP workload, I I was basically unable to measure it. I, I got I think I got a two percent overhead of adding all of the parameters, and it was basically all timing. You know, this is my old idea, and I, I, a couple of times we implemented it in any company when we deal with many Postgres hosts. It would be good when we set up a host to have a set of micro benchmarks checking like disk IO limits, uh, CPU. It, we can use sysbench for that or FIO for disk. In the old life, we used Bonnie plus plus, I remember. And this micro benchmark checking timing overhead would be also great there. And like sometimes we, we might have in, in cloud, sometimes we might have two virtual machines of the same same class, same type. And they, but they behave differently. So it would be good to check it all the time. We set up Postgres on some machine, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, this is your age old. This is what you're dedicating your professional life to is experiment. You know, get, if you're intrigued as to what it would be on your system, it's, it, it might be different for you for some reason, maybe for hardware reasons, maybe for workload reasons. There might be some, some specific way that it's bad for you. It's very difficult to provide general advice and the advice you read online would generally be 
cautious, especially in the Postgres documentation, then they're going to be cautious by default because they don't want to give advice that one person's going to find horrifically awful, even if the majority would find it okay. Back to these three classes of overhead. I guess the first class is like from un- analyze and explain part, and second is track your timing. Th- third is buffers. Let's let's postpone it a little bit. They both re- are related to this overhead from how clo- clock work with clock is organized. But the difference is that inside explain analyze they are both working. But track your timing also working if you have PG start statements because it's registered there as well. So regular execution without running explain, regular regular query execution will also include it. So if working with clock is slow, track IO timing can add some penalty when you use PGSTAR statements, right? Same with auto explain. Auto explain right. runs right. on every unless there is a there is a parameter where you can there is sampling, sampling. and yeah. it existed long ago. I, I, I didn't realize it exists. Uh, for slow log, there is sampling capabilities since Postgres 13, I guess. But for auto-explain, it exi- you told me, yeah. right? It exists for long, like many years already. It's great. So you can auto-explain only like 1% of everything. If you're it's great. to be cautious at first, you, yeah, you can sample a really small percentage. But naturally, yeah, for RLTP, it's probably fine because you're probably running the same queries over and over and you don't need loads of examples of them to optimize. There is also a possible observer effect from just logging. If you, if log, writing to logs is slow, for example, disk is not very fast where you log it, so it also can be a problem. But it's a slightly different topic. The third part, uh, buffers. What do you think about overhead from buffers? Yeah, well, you were the first to tell me that it's worth looking into but i wasn't able to i wasn't able to, to measure it yeah i wasn't able to measure it there, sh- there definitely should be difference yep. if you just run explain analyze many times everything is cached and then explain analyze buffers difference should be there i i'm sure but still 100 percent worth having buffers inside explain analyze as we discussed separately whole half an hour right yes previous episode <laughs> i actually think it might have i don't know if you if if this is to do with you but I think explain.depez.com deserves some praise because I noticed today or yesterday that it now asks for explain analyze buffers. So that's quite a cool. Well, in my opinion, if like when we analyze a query, we should not do it on production as you yeah, yeah. We should do it on a special environment, which should be a clone of production. Yeah. And the best way to get to have a clone is using database lab engine we develop. And then there, of course, you are in a slightly different situation. Maybe hardware is different. Maybe you have less memory, for example, different state of caches, and maybe a different file system, as in the case of a database lab engine, because it uses ZFS by default and there you you should focus on buffers this is like should be like our final goal is timing but inside it we focus on buffers uh, in, inside the process and uh, reducing io numbers not just buffers maybe io numbers like row, rows is also logical is also important metric to to keep in mind and if you reduce io you will reduce timing. This is secret of optimization. Everyone should understand, in my opinion, right? Yes, couldn't agree more. And if anybody disagrees, we can refer you to episode, I'm guessing two. It was quite an early one. Right, right. Good. So what else we should discuss in, in terms of starting of working with Explain? 
yeah analyze. well I th we might be close to time you know i wonder if we should yep. save it for another time is there anything else that we have to mention well we didn't discuss particular notes like various types of join and, yeah. and so on but of course it's it requires time to learn and of course there's documentation there are many i see different people present talk named explaining explain yeah. this is like default default name for such talks so not just one person presented it so i think all of those talks are useful worth checking right my yeah my favorite is one by josh burkus i'll make sure to link it up right he did a really old one yeah, yeah, yeah. old but still I, I listened to it again last year and it's it's still perfectly relevant there have right. been some new parameters and sure it doesn't cover everything new nodes parallelization since then was added yeah but equally it's jit comp Population, which should be disabled on LTP. Yeah, I've also done two talks. One at the big, one to try and cover the. I think there's some beginner stuff that he doesn't cover at the beginning, and there's some more advanced stuff that he doesn't get to because it, in an hour you can only do so much. So I have done two talks trying to cover either side of that, not doing the explaining explain part. So yeah, maybe I'll link those up as well. Oh, and also I have a glossary. Oh, glossary is great. Yes, yes. So, yeah, it's a good thing. Right, good. So, I hope it was helpful for some folks. Let's wrap it up, right? Yeah, I hope so too. Fingers crossed. And also, feel free to reach out. Like, I think this is the kind of topic that we love and find very interesting. I'm definitely very, very happy to help people with this kind of thing. We are asking for topics. We yep. can ask right here once again. Like, we are open. We have a list of dozens of ideas, but we react to feedback. If someone asks for a topic, we will prioritize it in, in our list, definitely. And we will try to discuss it soon. And as, as usual, thank you everyone who is providing feedback. It's very, very important. We receive it quite often, all, all, like at least once per a couple of days. It's a great feeling, I, I would say. And also, please, as usual, subscribe everywhere you can, like everywhere you can, and please share in your social networks and working groups. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. And thanks, Nikolai. Thank you. Bye-bye.